everybody. This is Kimberly from Girls with Dogs. I am the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging, and I'm here with my girlfriend, Kathy, who is the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles. And this is our weekly chat all about dogs. And today is going to be fun because we have a guest with us today where we are going to be speaking with her about um, pet sitting and pet sitters. So we have Lindsay Flynn here with us, um, and she's just going to join into our conversation, but we'll we'll touch on pet sitting later on. First. First, we're going to talk about these damn bounce dryer sheets. About the about the bounty. <laughs> the so, bounce dryer sheets. These things. Th- I call Kimberly and I was like, <laughs> hot damn, I'm in the store. I see it. I'm buying it. So I have to tell you, I bought these bounce sheets, 60 sheets for $6. Okay. And I'm standing in line waiting to pay for my groceries and I'm inhaling the box because I mean, it's so strong. I get home, (laughs) I sit it in the bathroom because it's close to the laundry room. I go in and I'm like, wow, this is better than like a renews it. Then I wrap the box and I get to the post office and I'm still smelling the box. And I told Kimberly, I said, you need to smell this box. She couldn't find any Mm -mm. um, out there where she lives. Um, so I paid ten dollars and forty one cents at the post office to mail six dollar <laughs> bounty sheets, and I why, said, "Why when thank you, you? When you get them, do not open them first. Smell them." And sure enough, what happened when you opened your mailbox? Yeah, my entire mailbox smelled like bounce dryer sheets. So for those of you that did not listen to our rant, um, I don't even remember what episode it was when we talked about the bounty. We talked about the dryer sheets twice now. I because I really wanted to try them. They're huge. They're about the size of a bounty paper towel. Yeah, yeah. They're really very big. Yeah. Um, I've washed two loads of clothes thus far. I just haven't worn them yet. Now again, I have golden doodles, so they really don't shed a lot. Um, Jax's tail is more like a golden retriever, so he'd have to wisp up against me. But I do spend a lot of time with dogs when I'm at work. So um, I'll be able to determine next week whether or not it worked. Kimberly, though, has four dogs. Yeah. What are you holding up? Well, <laughs> there was a little piece of hair attached to it. And I was going to try and show it to you and go, it don't work. But um, what are you doing with the sheet? I think you have to let them I think I have to mingle in the yeah. heat okay. inside the dryer. First. <laughs> then I'll stop. I'll stop so, sitting here just trying to repel hair. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm sitting here. Every time I see a little hair. piece of hair somewhere, I try to repel it and it's not working. But Lindsay, do you use the bounce sheets? I do use them. I saw them a few months ago and I thought, huh. But like I was saying to you earlier before we were recording, um, I have two Bichons and they don't shed really. I mean, it's sometimes you find like the odd fluff ball on the, the floor that looks like a bit of a cotton ball or you know a bit the head of a q-tip or something so I mean just I can't attest to to say that they work um you know if you had maybe a dog that sheds quite a bit or you know cats too I definitely want to try it to see if it actually works but I, I kind of like the size of them to be perfectly honest with you I saw them and I saw that it was I forget what it says in the box they're like one and a half or two times the size of a regular sheet. And I thought, ah, I'm like kill two birds with one stone. So that's actually what drew my attention to them was the size of them. But they do smell quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to take notice to see if underneath my my sink in the kitchen smells like them. Because I currently have a box right now. So Yeah, girl, stick your head under there. 
Have you, <laughs> have either of you tried to use it twice since it's so big? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, one. no, one and done. That's it. That's so, it. Kathy and I, we've been talking about, you know, the last two times these came up talking about, you know, the carcinogens. These are toxic to animals. How how dare they? Well, that's actually my voice. Um, (laughs) But what I found is, you know, looking online is that, you know, the ingredient people say the ingredients that make them into dryer sheets that when we put our clothes in the dryer, they're, they're bedding or whatever, and then they're laying on their bedding and breathing all of this in that that's the problem. But I actually, when I was trying to read up on what exactly is the issue that people have, everything always boils down to dogs either swallowing them or using them as a toy, dogs or cats. So they're running around with these in their mouths, playing with them, ripping them to pieces and possibly swallowing them. And then that's when it becomes an issue. Well, nobody seems to want to eat the sheets at my house, but probably because they don't have access to it. Yeah. And so that's not a problem. But as long as I can continue to use them in my machine, I think I'm going to. Now, whether or not it's going to be these um, paper towel size bounty sheets, don't know yet. Um, but we'll still see. I'm thinking that if I can get as much of that scented freshness on my clothes afterwards, you know, based on the size and how much it smells in the box, that it might be worth it to um, continue to buy them, not necessarily for the um, what they're advertising it in terms of repelling the the dog hair. But um, they they are pretty large. So and they smell really good. All right. So that's all we have on those. (laughs) That was a fascinating conversation. I mean, well, it was for me. And I'm sure that there's at least two people out there listening that are grateful that we we finished well, the story. Since we're talking about laundry and stuff, and I know this wasn't on the, the agenda today, but just quick question. Because you ladies also have dogs. And then, of course, you know, the three of us, we're dealing with three different breeds, dogs of varying sizes and households with varying numbers of dogs in them. How often do you clean your house? When you say clean my house, define that. Um, that's a good question. I would say like sweet vacuum mop type. I mop my floors. Okay. So I'm a little abnormal. I know. Um, I have to have structure. Structure is what rules my life. I mop my floors every Saturday morning, all of them. I prep on Friday nights as I drink wine and listen to music or podcasts. And on Wednesdays, I sweep. And yes, that happens every damn week. But I feel better because the dogs go to the groomer every other Wednesday. And to me, it makes no sense to have dirty dog beds, dirty floors, and bring home clean dogs. And I've spent... A great deal of money getting them clean. <laughs> so that's kind of my regiment. So I know that for a fact. Toilets are usually, believe it or not, after church on Sunday, like midday. <laughs> I told you, I'm I'm I live for structure. Hate me now. <laughs> oh, Still Lindsay, be my- what about you? I I'm I'm obsessed with vacuuming. Um, sometimes <laughs> I vacuum a couple times a day, but at minimum once a day. Uh, I think it's because I love my Dyson vacuum. I'm always amazed at all the crap that gets pulled up, given that I vacuum every day and day in and day out. When I when I dump that canister, it's like, where does this stuff come from? So (laughs) that's my favorite thing to do. I actually love cleaning. I find cleaning very relaxing. I I love. Okay, so this is why I love what both of you guys had to say, because I'm an accountant by day. 
So I do love a lovely regimen. So my cleaning days are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And this morning, before we got together and did this, I went around the, we have hardwoods and tile on our main floor. And we have one room that has carpet. And I cleaned the entire place with my, because I vacuumed the hardwoods and the tile with my um, vacuum cleaner too. And mine is a Bissell. And this is our second Bissell. The first one, we always, I'm a sucker for a dog on the package because it's like, that's the vacuum cleaner for me. And so we got the first one. It lasted a long time and then it stopped working. So I just went to the store and got another one. And the one that I have now has got to be my favorite vacuum cleaner. It is so good because it has a light on it. So you can see just how dirty your floors are when you're vacuuming. And I like seeing everything spinning up. I have no (laughs) rugs to vacuum, but since we're sharing our laundry secrets, our our cleaning secrets. So with the a little bit less interest than the bounty dryer sheets is my love for Libman products. Now, L-I-B-M-A-N, they make the best brooms, mops, and dusters. I I remember- you said mm-hmm. my son used my my kitchen Libman outside. Is that Charlie? This is Charlie. Yeah, he just woke up and realized I left the room. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> like, let me go find her. But, so he came, um, sat by my, he came and sat by my bed, probably looking at me like, um, "Is it dinner time, Mom?" <laughs> so all of my products are washable. The mop pads, oh, yeah, yeah, and all of that. So I love to use the big wide like. Shaggy Dog Libman. Yes. This is the girl. one I have. I love it. I, I love I, it. Listen, I'm just a Libman product type <laughs> gal. But this might be why we get along so well, all three of us, is because we're our, we like because to clean our cleaners. Well, I, right. I, don't, I don't like to clean it. I just have to. And the only reason why I could clean it and stay, have everything stay, is if I have a schedule. If I wake up and say, okay, today's Tuesday trash comes today, you know, and I have my list of things, then I can get it done. Otherwise, if I don't have a routine, I'll just wake up one day and my house will be a hot screaming mess. Okay. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) I'm really excited to talk to you all about this because I have two grandsons now. They live in Northern Virginia. The expectations are that my husband and I are to travel up there more often Um, Because we're grandparents, and I guess in the grandparent handbook, that's what you do. Um, Harley will be 13 next week. And over the last six months, I really noticed some not drastic changes, but I can tell that there are some things that tire him out more so than others. An eight-hour drive in a car is not going to work for him. Mm-hmm. It has been six or seven years since either one of them had been boarded. And everybody has told me who I consider subject matter experts at this point to board Harley at 13 could become very traumatic for him. So um, I'm looking at having to find the right pet sitter, somebody that can come in and spend a couple of hours with them in the morning, feed them, love on them, take them for a nice walk, sit on the porch and do the same thing in the evenings. Um, So this is why I asked Lindsay to come on with us because I met Lindsay, oh, as soon as I started blogging. She has a blog called The Flanagans. But Lindsay writes, um, she has two fur kids, Charlie and Baxter. 
And um, she lives in Canada. And one of the things that she blogs about um, amongst, you know, fitness and healthy living and, and, you know, her life with her husband has been her part-time pet sitting job. And when I first started reading her blog, I thought she was like Dr. Doolittle and had all of these damn dogs in her house. And then I was like, nobody could have. A, and then finally, it was like, stop looking at the pictures and start reading um, the story. And so then I said, oh, my God, she has a part time pet sitting job. So what I thought was going to be interesting, Kim, is if we could pick Lindsay's brain, um, because I can't be the only person out here with the holidays of coming up. And yeah. I have the first question with the holidays coming up. Um, how far in advance should we be booking our pet sitters? Exactly. As soon as you know, as soon as you know that you need someone, don't leave it for the last minute. Because, so just very quickly, um, I work for someone else. I work for a lady that's had a, a business for 21 years, and all the time uh, we get requests. Sometimes two or three days before holidays, it's the worst. And the thing is, is if we can accommodate, that's great. But if we can't, then what? You know, and we feel bad saying no. So I, you know, the rule of thumb is, is, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't figure out things the night before, right? Yeah. You know what you're going to do a little bit of time in advance. So I'd say minimum, absolute minimum two weeks okay, or more, the more, the more, the better. Yeah. So we're talking on the 13th of November. And if I'm thinking about um, traveling for Christmas, I need to go ahead and lock this in now. I would start. Yeah. I would start looking into various people or organizations and you know as many as many questions as they ask you ask them back like mm -hmm. like it's an interview yeah and um what's your busy time of year so we are we work 365 days of the year busiest is i would say i mean with covid everything's been different it's been a lot slower the last so we're up in canada things we're really bad really until I'd say April 2021 this year. We had what we had crazy lockdowns, rolling lockdowns. We'd go into one lockdown, come out and go back into another one. So mm. people were just at home. People were getting pets. People were getting puppies, uh, cats, because everybody was working at home. Everyone was at home schooling and all that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, with COVID, it's been different. But I would say like all the, the long weekends, the Christmas holidays, Thanksgiving, um, even summertime, people take a lot of with kids being off from school and being on break. They travel with their families, um, but it's always busy because we we have people that uh, you know it's not just people going away on vacations or um, you know that have day trips or overnight trips like weddings on weekends. We have people that are police officers or EMS workers that work shift work. So we're going oh, okay. to visit their pet. We're going to visit their pet late at night, the latest visits as possible because sometimes they don't get home until six a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Like there's never, there's never um, a quiet moment, but busy's good. And well, that's interesting. Of, yeah, and there's quite a bit of uh, sitters that work for my boss, so um, we definitely are busy and we keep busy. Yeah, sure yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because I've always kind of wondered when it comes to pet sitting, it's like there, it's such a booming business and it's like, are that many people traveling? But when you're helping people with all these other things, that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Cause I know for me, when I was going into the office to work, 
um, I had someone just stop by the house midday just to let the dogs out, to play with them a little bit, make sure they were okay and stuff like that, just to come by uh, probably three days a week for an hour to just hang out with the dogs midday. And that was um, a lot, it was a lot less stressful for me because I knew I didn't have to try and race home in traffic to get to them. What about, we also have clients that are home, you know, they're not able to care for their pet properly. Like for instance, we've had people with, you know, hip surgeries, um, broken ankles. Um, Sometimes they just don't want to walk their pet. So they pay someone to do it as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean that someone has to be away, but there's a lot of different reasons why people would use us, whether it's, you know, vacation care or just what we call potty breaks where we stop in Mm -hmm. and do what we need to do with the pets. Nice. Do you um, recommend getting the, the, the pet and the pet sitter together early to make sure that, I don't want to say a bond, but I would, you know, hate for the dogs not to like the person. Or is that like too much? Stop laughing at me, Kimberly. (laughs) So we don't always do. um, So my boss will always do like the meet and greet um, initial meeting with the clients. And with COVID, it's been a lot through uh, video. We haven't resumed any in-person going into houses or she hasn't because she's been, she's been ill with cancer. That's, you know, there. Um, So um, I do recommend it, um, meet and greets, not only just for your pets to kind of gel with and kind of see that they're vibing with or they, they get along with, but also so that you're comfortable with that person too. Um, you know, and this day means you really don't know who you're connecting with behind a profile. And that's not to say that, you know, you're not looking through reputable sources, but, um, I just recommend it. I mean, for your own peace of mind. I think you would probably feel more comfortable meeting beforehand rather than, you know, making arrangements and then having someone blind come into your home. Yeah. And you don't really know if that person is who they say they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the other thing, like, am I supposed to just like give somebody a key to my house? (laughs) Well, yep. People still for, for us that we get two keys to your home. So that way we have, if we have different sitters going into your home. Uh, also, just in case too, look at Charlie. He's sitting on my back. Um, just also too. So if we if we ever lose a key, um, there's been times when we've been locked out of homes too. So I mean, even having extra keys doesn't matter. Some a lot of times we go into homes with electronic locks nowadays. So sometimes oh. people will just set a different code for the sitter to come in. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like we're going into homes all the time and. I'd say most people nowadays have cameras, whether they're just on the outside of their home, but a lot of people have them inside of their home, not for security purposes, but just to kind of, you know, spy on their pets and see, see what they're doing while yeah. they're not home. And that's, I, I, I'm guilty. I have two in, yeah. two in my place too. In fact, I have, I, I have to reset my cameras and stuff because um, I, I haven't been using them since I've been working from home, but when I used to work from at, in the office, I would have like one, I have two monitors at my desk and one monitor. People would stop by my desk to go, what are your dogs doing now? And it's like, okay, let's find them. They were sleeping. They were always sleeping, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I've also used, um, I have a dog walker, although I do work from home, Steven, he is the most amazing person on the planet. And I kept him, even though once we were able to start moving about, 
Um, I kept him because one of my dogs, my youngest, Apollo, bonded with him when we brought Apollo home. And um, we had Stephen take Apollo to doggy daycare a couple times a week. And um, he just, he loves him. He absolutely loves him. And so I was just like, I guess he can continue walking him. And then probably a, mu- a few months into it, we added another one of our dogs to the walk. So now the two of them walk with Stephen twice a week. What I find hilarious is they know walking days. And they go and wait at the window for Steven to show up. So do you ever notice that with the pets that you take care of? They know when you're coming. Yeah. So so we have uh, certain dogs I'm thinking of on hand, uh, offhand that um, we walk daily. So they're used to us coming at a certain time every day. And there's one in particular, a schnauzer named Alfie. Every single day you pull up to the house and he's either uh, he's in either one of the windows or sometimes his owner, when it's not cold out, she'll actually just open her front door. Uh, have him and he's always got the cutest clothes on he's always got like some <laughs> beyond or um, a flannel little shirt looking all cute and she's got his leash attached to the door and he's just waiting on like a little puffy bed and I swear to god it's the cutest thing ever <laughs> so we, we we go to homes all the time and there's often dogs in the window and you know it's just you know pure excitement when you Sometimes at the window, but some, you know, when you open the door, it's just, oh my God, my friend's here. I know, yeah. And that's what we are. Is that, you know, I, go in, I, I, I walk this um, giant schnauzer, Maverick, on Thursdays, and uh, I've gotten to know his owners quite a bit. And I've, I've visited when they've been home before. And they've just like, you know, thrown their hands up and looked at me like, what is this? They're like, they never, he never acts like this with us when we come home. He, he's just bananas. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, they, they get to know their people and the people that, you know, love them and they love them back and they form a bond, like you say, and it's just, it, it's really beautiful. And, and that's the thing, like, I think something that's really important with pet sitters is that um, it, it's great to, if you can find somebody long-term, you know, that you can kind of befriend a little bit and that's your go-to person. Um, you, you don't want to, as much as someone considers they're uh, an animal lover, you don't want someone, this is a temporary yeah. job um, to bridge the gap between something that's more permanent or better money or something like that. Yeah. You know, those, those kinds of people, like, you know, even though they may love the animals and caring for them, it's just, you can't rely on someone like that. Yeah. And that's the problem with pet sitters is that oftentimes people, you know, apply for these positions and think, oh, it's great. I'm looking after cats and dogs and it's all rainbows and unicorns. And then... Yeah you know, something better comes along and then they're gone. And it's yeah. like, well, we have living, breathing animals that are waiting for us, that are depending on us to come and visit them. And when you just ghost just them, leave and ghost, you know, like, like you, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Like not in this, like, and that's why like my boss is very particular with hiring people. And unfortunately, like she does go through some people that, you know, I think they're harsh there, but it's just, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Like it's it's a very unique job, if you will. I don't consider it a job because it's it's more fun for me. But it's just you have to find someone that has passion for it. And I think I think you know just with, with talking with somebody and you know getting to know them a little bit more and having conversation that you just know your gut that you know you can rely on these people. So I'm going to be the paranoid person. And, you know, I'm listening and all of this sounds great. And Lindsay, if you were in Charleston, be no problem. But how am I supposed to just entrust my dogs and my home 
to somebody that I have no knowledge of at all. Like I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, okay, my brother and his wife live about 80 miles from me. So I'm thinking we could go down there for like an overnight and I could test this person out. But again, maybe I watch too much television. What makes this person not like go to Lowe's and make a key, you know, for later? I I just, I don't know. Am I being too paranoid? Am I like overtired and I need (laughs) to rest? No, I don't think you're being paranoid. I think, I think that's something, you know, a reasonable thought. Um, Again, I think that's also another reason why I recommend, and I'm not just saying that just because I work for someone else, but I think, you know, if you can find an organization rather than, you know, for instance, like an ad in the paper of some Joe Blow offering their services, I think you're more likely to find someone that is more reputable and dependable um, and someone that you can trust. And also knowing like with organizations, like with mine, um, you know, some organizations, I don't know if all do. But mine, we get criminal record checks um, when we first get hired. And we are bonded and insured, too. So the okay. likelihood, okay. if, you're, if you're, you're hiring someone or interviewing someone from, like, say, a newspaper ad, the likelihood of them being bonded or insured is probably slim. Um, also, to when you're looking at the rate that someone's charging, I mean, if you're looking at someone that wants to walk your dog for $10, and they're probably not insured because that won't cover for them to be bonded and insured. And, okay. you know, in some respects, like it's not the end of the world if someone is not bonded and insured. But accidents do happen. Um, you know, something can happen in your home. What if there's a fire? You could, get, you could open yourself up to being sued. So I don't know, you know, and I, I live in Canada, so things are a little different here in Canada and in the States. So I don't know what tort laws like but you know that's my worry is you know if I were to ever go it on my own I would never not want to have myself not insured because of those reasons you just never know yeah um but I understand I I know where you're coming from and that's why I recommend probably going with an organization or a company that's been around for more than a hot minute but but and again you have to you have to interview them ask questions write them down you have more questions call them back you know, look at uh, references, talk to people that have used their services before, even veterinarians, um, dog groomers. Sometimes they know people, they know companies that do this services that they recommend as well. That they, uh, so is with. dog walking considered, I mean, when you say dog walking um, or pet sitting, I know there's the house sitting, then there's the drop in visits. And then there's the dog walking. Naturally, I would need um, drop-in visits and dog walking because I need somebody because feeding is not part of dog walking. And I'm sure that every company has a different um, breakdown in terms of services and and what they charge. But do those two normally go together or they're separate? So we have different things like... um... We do it in minute increments. So we have visits from anywhere from 15 to 60 minutes. In those visits, um, there's things that you would do. So, so we have pet profiles that has all the, the client's information, uh, the dog or cat or whatever the animal may be, information. Um, and, and so you'll know what you're supposed to, what the expectation is on every visit. So say if you arrive 
And you would know this all in advance by speaking and talking to the person and making arrangements and talking to them what it is that you want, that, that they're okay with this, that they're comfortable with it. Um, but for instance, you know, I would drop by your house and if you wanted me to let your dogs or um, sometimes, we take, sometimes we take cats for walks on beaches, uh, <laughs> take your cat or dog for a walk, I will do that. If you want me to t- t- put them out in just your backyard and then play with them either in the backyard or do playtime inside, I can do that too. It's just, you need to communicate, you know, what it is you would like if this is the per- that person can give you what, what it is that you want. Meal time. So, so say if I'm at that visit, if it is what you want, however, however it is that you structure it, if you pay for one visit and you'd have to, you'd have to make arrangements on however many minutes it is. But if you want me to come to your home to do X, Y, Z, then I will do that. So say I would come in, maybe I would let the dog out in the backyard for a quick pee. And then, you know, I would feed the dog and then play a little bit. And then maybe we'd go for a walk. And that would say maybe be like a 45, maybe 45 minute visit or stuff. And you have, you've spent the night too, right? I do do overnight visits just because I enjoy them. It's a bit of a niche uh, request. Not everybody likes them because a lot of people I find in my area, like um, if we have people that go away for vacations, we'll just do multiple visits a day. So we'll do sometimes three to five visits a day. And our last visit will be at night, say at 9.30. And then we'll go again the next morning at 7 a.m. first thing. But some people do like having sitters in their home. But it's not, not everyone's able to do it. Um, I would say that people that have families, children, um, significant others, less likely to do it. Uh, If it's a single person, you probably find somebody that would be willing to do that. Um, Some people will ask I know for my my company we don't offer it, but my boss, knowing that I like I like doing them, we used to do them years ago. I still will do them for clients if I'm able to, mm-hmm. depending on what it is that they require, where they live. Mm-hmm. And right now, because I'm working at home Monday to Friday, I'm able to move in if I need to, if you will. But um, yeah, just whatever you uh Do you take your dogs with you? About. I personally don't know because I my husband's at home, so he okay. looks after the dogs. You just never know because sometimes we look after dogs that don't like other dogs. They mm-hmm. have aggression issues, they have fear issues, um, they're just a single dog household. Mm-hmm. Um but I know some people that do. I mean, I know I've heard of some people I've seen profiles on Rover where you have people that will take their dog but again that's something that you would not want to do blindly you want to have them meet beforehand yeah yeah I've just put in like if I wanted um somebody to sit in my home with two dogs and I'm looking um um do I say the site that I'm on yeah I guess I do I'm on rover.com and anywhere from 45 to 50 to 60 to 70 dollars a night which is not bad I don't think. But I often wonder, like, what happens? Here I go, paranoid Polly. Like, what happens if there's a fire and there's nobody, there's nobody in the house to open the door to call 911? That would kill me if something happened and And my dogs were in the house by themselves. Well, and I think with Rover, too, you're dealing with um, a person within an app. 
like so you may do an internet i don't know if this is the case but i would think that if you wanted to do an meet and greet with the person beforehand you could mm-hmm. maybe i don't know yeah. um but I have. but the thing is is dealing with a brick and mortar company say in your town or surrounding area you have the ability to talk to a live person mm-hmm. and i think that that gives people a little bit more comfort than say you know if you're worried about something then i'm gonna have to start like frantically typing into the app is everything okay do you know what i'm saying like there's a bit of yeah. a, a disconnect there like sure it's technology is great but you it's nice to have the person behind the voice i guess yeah no that makes perfect sense to me and and it also goes back to what you said about having someone who's going to be there because i have used rover in the past and i've had great experiences i've met great people but i've had to deal with multiple different people because the, the, they never stick around and oh. you know what i mean so it's like i'll have someone and i either it's either one or two things either the person isn't reliable and so it's just sort huh. of like you know i have to find some find a backup or um they're only on there because you know i they wanted a side gig or you know they wanted to save money for something i mean it's not they're not actually building a business or a career as a pet sitter. Whereas working, because who I work with now, my dog walker, he owns his own business. It was his mom's business. Now it's his. And they offer the dog walking, the pet sitting, pet transport, um, all of that type of stuff. So it's it's nice because I know his mom, I know his brother, I know him. I mean, I know his whole family. I know where I know where they live. So <laughs> Elizabeth, if you're <laughs> if you're listening, I know where you live. Um, and um, and my dogs know know all of them and love them and stuff. And so I know that I can call them at any time. In fact, I got locked out of my house once and almost called him to say, "Can you come and let me in my house?" But but I fit through the doggy door, so I was all right. Oh but Lord, you're just I, sitting. I'm you're just sitting there the, staring. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just on the fence. I don't about the key. <laughs> no, <laughs> are you still worried about you about to be robbed? No, <laughs> robbed I'm blind? not. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just, I don't know. The whole thing is just, it's new. And I, and I have to, you know, sometimes we overthink new things and there's no reason to, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm overthinking this, but the it's first interesting. Time, the first time you do it, you might, it might be unnerving. I tend to be very trusting. I also live with a retired cop. So I have a, a sense of comfort because it's just like, go ahead and rob us if you want to. <laughs> but, we, but know, so, we, we can find you. Yeah. So it's like, I knew that if anything happened, he has the resources to, to take care of things. But once I got used to using a you know, dog walker, pet sitter and stuff, I actually, it freed up time. I can do other things. Um, and it just it gave them someone else to have fun with. Like, you know, what Lindsay said earlier is like, this is my friend. These are their friends. And I never thought of it. I always, you know, I look at my dogs and I feel like I'm their whole life, but they have an entire, it's hilarious. When Steven comes over here, they all run to, we have four dogs, only two go on the walk, but they all run to the door to greet him. They all are telling him about what he missed over the past couple of days. And, you know, they're all giving kisses when Steven brings him back and he's leaving, everyone runs out onto the porch to, you know, to see him off. Yeah, I say it, goodbye. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's just one of those things where I've never seen my dog. You know, it used to just be me that they were like that about. 
And it's kind of cool to see them bonding with someone. I even told Steven, it's like, if something ever happened to me, I need you to come and take Apollo because Apollo loves him so much. And it's just like, you know, and he was like, okay. (laughs) See, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that has that same experience with someone else. I guess I have to, I got to ask around um, because I do, I don't want to not travel um, because I feel like I can't, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's wrong. And you've already talked to my children about how they feel <laughs> about my, I, my Christmas cards came today. As a matter of fact, I ordered Christmas cards and I didn't put anybody on them. No dogs, no kids. Um, Lindsay, my children were interviewed by Kimberly about how they felt as adult humans having dogs enter um, into the family. Replace them on the Christmas card. (laughs) I I learned some things that they didn't appreciate. That was so great. (laughs) But they were grown adults. They didn't belong on my Christmas card. Damn it. But anyway, um, so yes, I think I have to to figure this out. But I appreciate both of your um, insights and suggestions and opinions. I I do want to find that one person, that Stephen or that Lindsay in my life. That brings us to how do we, Lindsay, how do we find someone like besides, you know, asking our friends who they recommend, are there resources online outside of rover.com that can help us find a good pet sitter? Um, I would just use Google. Um, Use Google to search your area, uh, look for some companies, call around, ask questions, interview people, ask them as many questions as they're asking you. Um, Just questions ask 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 um let people know what it is you're looking for what your expectations are um if you have other things like you want us to put out your garbage check your mail um swap lights make it look like there's somebody home things like that Mm -hmm. if you have pets that have medication requirements sometimes we look after dogs and cats that need insulin so that's something you would ask somebody that you're you're interviewing have you ever done this before is this something that you would be comfortable doing um do you know any pet first aid pet, pet cpr oh, yeah those kinds of things those are an asset oh those are great questions yeah. now should i should we god it sounds like i'm just really paranoid um what about sh- am i looking at companies that do backgrounds on their um pet sitters should i do a background a criminal background um do i rely on the company that's done it if you're going with a company, if you don't trust them, then I guess if, if that's something that you can do on your own, if you, if, and if, if it's something that makes you feel more at ease doing, then I would encourage you to do that. Sure. No, I'm saying that, you know, how some people say, well, if you're dealing with a company and they do not, um, you know, bond their, their sitters or they don't do backgrounds on their sitters, that's probably not a company for you. I guess that's what I'm looking for. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. I, I would move on okay. to the next. Okay. Yeah. I also look at it as um, it feels like, you know, kind of similar to MLMs where pet sitting seems to be like, I'm going to start my own business. And, and pet sitting seems to be something that people want to jump into. Um, right. And 
So I would also not work with someone who was brand new to this mm-hmm. industry simply because I, I, my sister-in-law used to own a pet sitting company and watching her and what she learned. And it was used to be, and it's probably why people jump into it. I thought it was going to be like, man, you get to hang out with dogs all day. That is awesome. But this woman worked, she worked and she was in great shape from all the walking, but she, she was working and it wasn't, it's not your typical nine to five job. So yep. um, it's, you know, you really want to get someone who understands that. And that's why I would never work with someone who was brand new, like a brand new business, unless they were coming from years of experience working for someone else. Or sometimes hmm. we have um, a vet techs that likes to do this on the side too. That Oh, that's nice. And that's actually quite handy to have too. But yeah, like you say, with being in shape, there was one day, a couple of weeks ago, I ended up doing 18 kilometers Sorry, I don't know the mile conversion. Canadian I'll here. find it. <laughs> 18 kilometers of dog walking in one day. So, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's not for the weak of heart. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not all sunshine and unicorns. You know, 11 miles. Before. There you go. We've gone into homes before where the dog has opened or busted open a, a trash bag or they have diarrhea or, you know, there's vomit everywhere. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's a lot of the times it's great. It's fantastic. Like I, I, I can't wipe the smile. My face hurts at the end of the day because I, I haven't wiped the smile off my face. But there are times where it's not mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. But it is such a necessary role um, for Absolutely. so many people. I mean, it it really is. Just talking to you has kind of made me start thinking about all the other reasons why one would have a pet sitter. For me, it was strictly about just being out of town. But, you know, Kimberly, what you shared about with Stephen, very valid point, mm-hmm. extremely valid in terms of, you know, a younger person in, in my position um, that could, you know, run with Jax and, and really mm-hmm. tire him out, you know, give him some good exercise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're, you're truly um, underappreciated, I guess. The yeah. average pet parent doesn't realize all that's in, involved in all that you do. And you're right. It's, it's worth it. It's worth every second of it. You know, because these, like, for, for I can only speak for myself, but these pets that I look after, that I've been looking after for nine years, you know, there's some that have come and gone. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're like one of our own, you know, and it just, it's wonderful to be a part of their lives and to share that. I think that that's really something special. And I think that a lot of my colleagues that I work with say the same thing. Is It's just, it's really a very special unique mm-hmm. um thing to be able to do and not everyone can do it but it's just mm, it just brings me so much joy yeah. you know and I, and I can often you ask anybody and I'll say that I, I like four-legged critters over humans What's, I think that you know to wrap this up you know one thing that I you know I really appreciate is the fact that you know, people like you, Lindsay, who, you know, you came on here with us and you show us like the positive side of the pet sitter business, because, you know, those, you know, you, you hear horror stories and a horror story of a pet sitter who I, the one that I remember, and I don't even remember when this happened, where it happened or anything. I feel like it happened here in Washington, but I honestly don't know where someone was supposed to be watching someone's cats and they never went and watched the cats and the cats died. And, but the thing about it is it it wasn't a professional pet sitter. It wasn't from a company or anything. It was someone who had their friend 
come over and watch their pets and their friends sucked and their cats died. And, um, and I, and I actually don't even remember if that's the whole story, but I do know that, you know, people, you know, assign the story, a pet sitter did something where technically it wasn't a professional pet sitter. So I just appreciate you coming on here and just showing us this is what, this is what pet sitting looks like. And well, thank and, you very much for having me. And to add to that, yeah, this did not scare me at all. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, it didn't. I actually feel better, Lindsay, listening to the two of you all talk. That's why I was being so quiet and staring because my mind was racing. <laughs> this, this has helped me because nobody is going to let me just ask all these questions initially. I had to get all of this out first. Um, but I think that this is going to be helpful as I move forward, trying to find the right person. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing everything that you did with us as well. So, but thank you both for having me. I had a blast. Oh, listen, this was so much fun. We appreciate you. (laughs) And how can people find you, Lindsay? Uh, So I am The Flanagans, T-H-E-F-L-Y-N-N-I-G-A-N-S-6288 dot com or on Instagram, The Flanagans 6288. I'm good. We may Uh, need to revisit this uh, (laughs) after Christmas. Yeah. So I can tell you all about my experience. And um you know, who I chose and why I chose them. Because I think that if anybody's out there listening to us ramble, they, um, I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. And one more thing to add. Sure. So the yes. one thing, if, if you were to go with an organization, they likely have more than one pet sitter. And so the nice thing about having one person that is bonded with your pets, that's great, but they may not always be available. So mm-hmm. with an organization, we have, you know, a roster of pet sitters. So mm-hmm. in, in some ways, it would be better to be more well-rounded and then getting used to different people, um, but also to coverage. So that always allows someone to be able to look after their pets. Yeah. And as opposed to being restricted to, say, one person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, and then they just end up looking forward to, you know, the whole team. And then they just get used to someone coming through the door and be like, oh, my friend, my friend, yeah. whoever it is. Yeah, I knew someone that she worked with a company and there were three different pet sitters who alternated with her dogs and one of them brought a dog with her. So they, her dogs grew up with this dog and grew up with these three people. And it was, it was was actually kind of cool because I used to follow them just to see pictures of when they were (laughs) watching her dogs because the dogs were like living the life. She'd be gone on vacation for a week or two and the dogs would be living the life with their friends. And, and it, it worked out beautifully. And so, yeah. And that's how it should be. It should be that, you know, if you have to be away somewhere, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about them. That's the whole idea. And I think I would feel, I think I would feel so much better knowing that they were home. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to someplace they're, else. They're comfortable in their own home, right? As exactly. To mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So this was good. This it's was good. good. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank I really you. appreciate it. My dear Kathy, it's been lovely as always. Well, all right, Kimberly. 